Harry Potter was sitting in his bedroom. <laughs> and his wand wasn't the only thing that was hard. Oh my god. Mind Gap Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And we have another return guest. You may know him from 7th period legal business law. What? None of that is right. You may know him from Jackson, Missouri. You may know what? him from throwing in Jackson, Missouri because they go deep. You got uh. to go deep. You may know him <laughs> from just Missouri in general. Please welcome back my brother, David Cochran. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be back. I actually spit a little bit on that whistle. I had to. I had to pause because I'm like, up. Oh, that's. Like, oh. yep, I'm leaking. That's a Doug move. I'm right leaking. There. That's exactly how I do it. So, Dave, welcome back, man. We're so happy to have you back. It's good to be back. I'm excited to be here. Oh my Dave gosh. made the trip in from Missouri just to be on the podcast. That's Again, pretty awesome. I really don't care about my brother or his new daughter. It was just to be on this podcast. That's right. right. He met her. Right. It, it was. It was weird. We had to let them sniff each other first. You know, sniff each other's butts. They had to sniff each other. To she pooped get herself, and so I, I stepped up to the plate and pooped myself <laughs> back yeah. in return. And she's like, "Yeah, well, we'll yeah. see. We'll show you who's the boss of this." Jill situation. wouldn't change me though, which I felt was kind of bullshit. Yeah, it was she funny just, though because as soon as we came in, she was. <laughs> we didn't was hear, it, but she, we, we like leaned in. And I'm like, "Oh my god, Uncle Dave!" <laughs> she was smiling at him and everything. It was beautiful. She's a big kid, man. She is a big kid. Well, she's a Cochran shot putter. I can totally <laughs> she's, dude. She got some quads. She's gonna go deep, Doug. She's gonna go deep. <laughs> See, I feel like only a brother could say that about your brother's daughter. Like, if I said that, I'd be, I just feel bad. Just for the listeners, yeah, I was like, I gotta explain this. Do you want to clarify this a little bit? So, the team that I coach for made a throw shirt (laughs) that on the back it says "Go Deep" and it has a picture of a very muscular Native American with a spear making a fist. It's a very muscular, nubile body. Yeah, and it's. Mm. uh, I can't believe that's what the school decided it was okay for us to do. So, Doug and I say "Go Deep" all the time. Someone approved it. They were like, "Go Deep." Yep, that's that's what we want to do. Imagine what they said no to. School, right? Approved. If that's what they picked, Imagine. it's it's probably like no. Can't go with balls deep, guys. That's, <laughs> that's too obvious. Because shot butts are they're like balls, right? Can we say balls deep. Hey, coach, what if we say balls deep? Yeah. No, please How don't about say what that. We talk How about, about ju- just the tip. How about? <laughs> I think you guys are missing the point of this <laughs> exercise. We're throwing javelin. Can we be the spear chuckers? Nope. Okay. No. No. What wow. is funny though? I might have gone too Hold far. On. <laughs> My town's name is Jackson, named after Andrew Jackson, and our oh. mascot mascot is the Indians. No, how yeah. is that possible? We wear headdresses and everything. How is that whole? Yeah, how is first that fo- possible? First football game I went to, we had uh, the senior girls wear like Indian dresses, and they do like an actual Indian war dance, and it's. Do they realize the hilarity of that? That uh, Andrew Jackson I, just murdered so once many. Again, Indians? I've said this before in every podcast I've ever been on. I like my job. I love where I work, <laughs> and I don't want to get in trouble. I just. Think they think they're celebrating history on every po- how many podcasts have you been on three? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he said three, so ours, <laughs> yours. No, there was my a podcast career hasn't taken off yet. Surprisingly, <laughs> I, uh, there's a town in uh, in Illinois called Pekin, and they were known at one point in time as being the racist town in America, which is a, were they the Asian? They, they were Asian. their their mascot was the Chinks. Oh God! Oh. Did you not Jesus, hear about this? No. Yeah, I've heard about this. They're just outside of Peoria. What? They were the chinks up until like 2004. And like 
in in the sense of the racist sense of the oh word. yeah, not, oh, not like mas- a, I remember their mascot was actually like not a like giant. in your armor, like not not some other meaning that they've contrived. Oh no, it was an Asian dude. Are like, you yeah. fucking and everything. serious? Yep, yep. yep. It, town needs to be burned to the ground. It was amazingly racist, and it just in the in the years two thousand, they finally were like, okay, I guess we better change it. <laughs> it's like two thousand four, man. Come on, what right? are you doing? Jesus. Yeah, it was awful. Can you imagine what their sports shirts would have been like? It'd been hilarious. Fear the chinks and all that different stuff. Oh, you just here we go, chinks. No, here all right, we, go. we can just stop saying the word. That also, would be awesome. Also, my first job I almost got teaching was at a school called Cooter. Seriously, see so, that's fun. And I, I just wanted to go there to get a shirt that said "I love Cooter," and and then the back have it say "High School." You know what I mean? Ah, see, but, but would have been awesome if it said "Cooter, go deep." Oh, perfect, perfect, huh? perfect. But when you call them, they go "Cooter High School," and I'm like, <laughs> but I really want a job, you know. So I'm like, well, especially if you cackle like that. <laughs> well, I didn't. Do the, I mean, but it's funny. Like that, I'm here. To I'm first. sure it was named after some famous guy that lived there, and I'm yeah, sure I'm, I'm here for some high school Cooter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You cannot say that at job interviews. I, I work at Cooter High School. Go Cooter, go. I'm here. I'm here for the beer and the bitches. Yeah, you let's can't say go Cooters. Let's go, ladies. And their mascot's oh, a beaver. Oh God. <laughs> The Cooter Beavers. <laughs> for, for the record, I think they're actually really good at baseball. <laughs> Sticks and balls. For the record, they're golf team out of this world. Right, this, absolutely. This so our podcast has been all about racism so far. <laughs> well, guys, let's get to the real topic at hand. Blink wait, but Cooter's pussy, right? <laughs> wait, 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 vagina? Guys, uh, Blink-182 released a new single. All right, let's do it. And it's awesome. It's so good. I thought that one guy wasn't with the band anymore because he had to be his butt hurt. Tom DeLonge is insane. Okay. He's living off somewhere talking about how legitimately aliens exist. And he thinks that the... They do, though. He thinks that the government is hacking his phones. He's a fucking nut job. But they got Matt Skiba from uh, Alkaline Trio to join. Was Tom always crazy or did he just get crazy? I think he got crazier, especially when he started making Angels and Airwaves when he did did that band. He do a lot of drugs, you think? Uh, He made hats. He was a hat maker. So he got poisoned with the uh, whatever the So Matt is a hatter? Is that where we're going? Yep. So, they, so hats make you crazy? Yeah, back making in the day. hats make you crazy. Because it was, was it mercury? Or? I think it was. I'm going to say it was mercury. I can't remember. There's, There's some, some sort of, something they use, some chemical that they turned you nutty. Because you wear it on your head all the time, and then it was like it made you crazy. I think you that's where the mad as a hatter came from. That that phrase. Yeah, I learned, I learned something today. There you go. And this has been Mind Gap Podcast <laughs> for Kids. Dave, thank you for coming out. We <laughs> talked about awesome. Thanks, we talked guys. about racism. <laughs> we talked about everything. We talked about the body. It's been great. It's been really good. Absolutely. No, what we want to talk about today is uh, there was an article that came out on Kotaku. I think that's how you pronounce it. Again, we can just end the racism right that here. That wasn't racism. That was just how you pronounce it. It's like when you say, you know, mozzarella. You know, you have to say it like that. I think is it's Kotaku. Is it Kotaku? I don't know. It's like well, the first time I saw PewDiePie, I was like, pew, pew, die. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I did that, too. I did that, too. <laughs> pew, pew, or, pew, die. Was it I hate PewDiePie? that guy so much. I was like PewDiePie as well. PewDiePie, PewDiePie. I was more mad when I figured out what it actually meant, and I was like, oh, "I see what you did there, you jackass." Yeah. It's so a, what does it mean? He's just being cutesy, I guess. I don't know. PewDiePie. Okay. Yeah. Hey, it's PewDiePie. <sighs> <laughs> I'm gonna first uh, at the at the at the front of this podcast. I'm gonna dedicate this to Wayne, our super fan Wayne. This Wayne this, this goes the out brain to him. Wayne McLean. That's his name, right? Yep. All right, Wayne. We love you, buddy. Thanks for listening. So uh, there is... And thank you for tearing us apart. Hey, we appreciate the... the you know your stuff. He's man. our fact checker. You're a fact checker, yeah. and you're doing great. And he still thinks you're a fundy Christian. Hey, that is hilarious to me. 
Everybody knows that the Cochran family all believe in Norse gods. We are we are <laughs> we, a mix of Norse and Greek gods. We uh, are here to prove ourselves worthy to fight the Frost Giants when Ragnarok comes. Exactly. When Absolutely. Ragnarok comes along, we are going to just join our Praise arms, Odin. Join ourselves in Valhalla, and we will we will fight until kingdom come. I would want you on my side if I had to face a nice giant. Not if you saw our cardio. Nope. There's no way. No, we <laughs> Yeah, but the German strength training. Very good in small bursts, but in the long marathons, we don't do well. Tell, talk that's, to my wife about that. Oh, you beat me to oh, it. You beat me to it. Yeah, that's right. Short. So our topic for today. The topic for today is my longevity in the bedroom. Um, so there's uh, there was this article. Uh, it was about this uh, game, this game developer, which goes by the name Digital Homicide. And there's a reviewer by the name of Jim Sterling. Jim Sterling does a lot of video reviews and video game reviews on YouTube. And he is being sued by the developer Digital Homicide uh, for assault, libel, and slander. Well, all, he did all both slander and libel. Jimquisition. I don't, that know, is, I don't that know where is... salt comes into all this. Yeah, I don't get... I'm sure it's very loosely. The only reason the salt is listed is because libel is, legally speaking, part of a broader category when filing a lawsuit. Ignore that. Okay. <laughs> That's what it says in this article. Well, technically, I do this. Assault is just the implied threat. So if I say, I'm going to kick your ass, or gotcha. that's technically assault. So I cool. guess maybe he threatened him. I don't know. So digital homicide claims again. I don't know if it's him that is again. Most of most, from what I understand, most of the claims from digital homicide actually relate back to some of what his fans have been saying. So his fans have probably been spitting gotcha. assault and everything, and they're trying to tie it back to him. No doubt. Uh, digital homicide claims Sterling, whose real name is James Stanton, has falsely accused digital homicide and caused damage. The company is asking for two point six two. Uh, sorry, two point. To six million, and direct product damage, and basically they're looking at basically ten million dollars. They want to sue him for uh, digital homicides, representing themselves in the lawsuit, which I find hilarious. Right. Well, they did. did I don't know if it mentions in there. They tried to do a uh, crowdfunding thing. Yeah, this is funny yeah. because this, they're currently crowdfunding support for an additional help, and that's been crossed down. It's like update: digital homicide has taken down its crowdfunding request due to harassers donating amounts specifically to cause charges rather than donations and chargebacks <laughs> to cause financial fees. So, we'll be seeking another avenue for donations. <laughs> <laughs> so they were doing uh, this. They wanted to raise a hundred million. Uh, excuse me, hundred thousand dollars. But like I think within the first two months, they had raised like two hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. like, no one was like everyone's on fucking Jim Sterling. Not side. too like our, our our podcast that just came out. You know, this week is when we were talking about trolls on the internet. Yeah, and those people no, sniffed I mean, it out. This they, is yeah. This is exactly that. So to kind of paraphrase without having to like read this article bit by bit, essentially this uh, video game company, Digital Homicide, has released some games through Steam, through their Greenlight project, which is essentially the crowdsourced um, uh, gaming that they release. If people vote enough on it, they'll release it. Sure. And this guy, uh, Jim Sterling, essentially does video reviews, and he essentially has said these games are just terrible. And he'll do like six-minute videos where he tears them apart. And um, Digital Homicide is essentially saying that because of these reviews, uh, they have damages because they're losing out on it because people are saying this, the games are shitty and therefore they're, they're missing out on, on, uh, on revenue. I don't want to go into too much of the specifics for this because it's like... It starts to get a little laborious. It gets a little, yeah. Yeah. you know, it's hilarious to some degree <laughs> yeah. because the games do look like they're terrible. Right. So the, the overall question I'm asking is, um, first of all, specifically with this case... Is it dangerous that a company is trying to sue someone for libel and slander based on a review of their game? It's only dangerous if it actually works. Yeah. Um, right, exactly. It, and I, I don't see any way it would. I mean, it, it, I'm guessing this is going to be in California probably. 
Arizona is where they're filing. Okay, I don't know much about Arizona. I know in California they've been really protective of everybody's creative rights, which makes sense. You know, the oh, state and the oh, sure. Hollywood and all that stuff. But um, kind of like when Steam got sued back in the day. Yeah. But I, I would be if it did go through, that would be kind of scary because then. You can sue people based on them saying bad things. Oh, that then, opens, you know. yeah, that opens it wide up. Yeah, but, well, it's like that with uh, you know Trump had made the uh, the statement that he wanted to uh, change the First Amendment to uh, you know if anyone says anything, uh, writes any negative articles or anything about him, he gets to sue them and basically taking away any semblance of freedom of speech or sure. you know free thought or anything like that. So. Um, like it's it's it down that whole rabbit hole right there. Like you well, know, you that, you change that, you set oh, a precedent, yeah. and you're fucked. Yeah. Well, if you do that in that scenario too, then you open up to where celebrities can sue people for anything really mm-hmm. that you say. Oh, yeah. um, then you start getting down the road of what if I say Mel Gibson's a nut job on a web forum? Can he then be like, oh, that's David Cochran? I'm going to sue him. Yeah, you know? so absolutely. Yeah, and I that's our, we've always protected. If you're a celebrity, and I'm sure everybody knows in your podcast because they're all smart. If you're a celebrity or a politician you waive a lot of those rights because you're in the public eye and people can say ridiculous stuff about you. Um, and if they got rid of that, that would be, man, I don't even know, that'd be admissible out of the media. Terrifying. Yeah. Terrifying. Lawyers would love it. That oh, would be, sure. Lawyers would be pumped. Jesus They'd Christ. Like, We're going to be busy today. And the amount of money well, that what would, would go through the legal system. No, think about you guys right now with yeah. the podcast. If oh, you, yeah. You know, that, that, you school you just, no, we said? that school you just talked about, they mm-hmm. can sue you then. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just well, I really school you just talked about, but I'm just. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, right, you no. guys would be. Change it's, the topic. <laughs> I love everybody equally. I mean, everybody is awesome. Everyone is awesome. But just anyway, got sued you, for get, that. you guys could get sued for uh, anytime you've ever said anything negative about anything. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, we'd have to. I mean, we really have to, like, map out what we were going to talk sure. about. Yeah. You'd be like, I love milk. Welcome to the Mind Gap. Thanks for being here. I mean, you really, you How bland are, can we be? Yeah, yeah. yeah, you couldn't talk about anything. Yeah, no, that that sets up a dangerous precedent because, yeah, I mean, the, the whole idea of freedom of speech, freedom of press, freedom of like you you get to you get to express what your thought again as long as it's not a a you know blatantly malicious lie you know it it you get to express that because the truth thoughts. and David was talking about this uh, off air but the idea of libel or slander is if it actually like you gave the example of if if someone goes yeah sprint uh, it, you know what was it? it murders children yeah or to make phones to make phones <laughs> right and it's like oh shit we're not gonna buy strip sprint stuff anymore because they murder kids to make phones and that actually hurts their profits even though it's not true then they have grounds to sue for that, and in I, that still case, I, they, believe... I still don't know if they ever would, though, because I mean, people say stuff about companies all the time. Sure. I oh mean, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, know. I think it would have to have a huge impact on them first. It would have to be significant enough for for them to be like, yeah. oh whoa, like yeah, you know, almost to a certain degree. Like, um, I hate to breach this topic, but the Rolling Stone when they posted that article about uh, the girl they supposedly interviewed who went to a frat house. And she was. Uh, I remember she, this one. She said that she was essentially like uh, gang raped by the entire fraternity. Okay, but it turns out that the girl was not accurate, and oh. they posted the story without fact checking. Oh yeah, he can get sued for that. And that was like a huge. So the huge, frat, the frat took the brunt of uh, yeah, because of that, yeah, and it, it fit with the culture of everything that's happening nowadays. So yeah. everyone was like, oh wow. But when they started doing fact checking, they realized that this girl's story didn't check out, uh. and they were like. Technically, they had a log of when they actually, because fraternities are required to have logs of when they had parties. There was they didn't have a party that night. Oh. All of a sudden, everything that she had said didn't make sense, and ever sudden, everyone looked at Rolling Stone. They're like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Like, yeah, that'd be I'm, easy to prove financial loss. You know, people not yeah. doing the fraternity. Oh my that, god, the yeah. university could have even oh, 100%. gotten in on that. Because yeah. you know, I mean, just straight up enrollment enrollment numbers yeah. or, or uh, membership numbers. Yeah, exactly. And there was something similar too on uh, ESPN. Uh, they did their thirty for thirty on the Duke lacrosse. 
uh, scandal that happened where they had the strippers uh, a couple years ago, and one of the strippers said that she was raped uh, by the uh, by the players, and it was later proven false that it didn't happen. And you can think about you know those guys for the rest of their lives, you know. That's that's a stain on there. Would you want to employ him? Honestly, I mean, if you, it depends on what they're going into, but it, you know, I'd say as a teacher, like if they want to go into education, good luck. Because right. even even though there was the charges were dropped, their record is clean. If you know who that person is, mm-hmm. and oh. you know, and you do a background or just Google their name, that's going to be a, that's going to be on there forever. That stigma just sticks with them, like yeah. Exactly. But I'm sure their lawsuit against the stripper went really well financially. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, part of it too is I think they sued Duke because Duke did not back them up or did not follow protocol very. How'd well. that turn out? Do you even know how? I don't. Re- I don't know how Duke would be technically responsible. Well, because part of the problem was Duke. Duke is. I think it like suspended them or did something without knowing all the facts because they were getting pressure from the public. Mm-hmm. So they immediately acted without. without and that just depended what the school's bylaws. were. And that's the thing know? too is I don't think they had a policy in place at this time for well, that. Well, you know, to go into education, like if a teacher gets accused. Let's say a, a student says a teacher's been Snapchatting them dick pics, which don't ever do that perspective, <laughs> teachers. But if they do, if they get even fair the, warning, don't, yeah, don't do, do it unless you live in Cooter. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Anyways, sorry. But no, if you're down, <laughs> they go to the principal and they 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 say this, um, they'll suspend the teacher indefinitely until those charges are cleared up. So yeah. I, I'm not, I don't know the whole Duke situation, but yeah, the sure. school will do that because if they don't do that and it turns out to be true, yeah. they open themselves up to a whole bunch of litigation with I think, you at this guy who's sending dick pics out, being around kids. You know, Well, so. I think they canceled their entire season, which was also something that sucked because they were also number one ranked yeah. like and everything like that. So th- there's so much involved. I'm just giving you that oh, yeah, 100%. You know, if it turned out to be true and you, and you didn't do that, then oh, you open yourself up to a I think it's the same thing like on the NFL level or any professional sport. If there's something pending, they're like, yeah, you're suspended indefinitely. Yeah. Or same thing with police officers. Like, yeah, you're suspended you know, pending an investigation of your well, actions. Well, high school sports, yeah. if you even have charges against you, you can't play mm-hmm. until those charges are resolved, regardless yeah. of how it is. So. Which makes sense in that regard. But, but when the documentary that I watched, like Duke was freaking out because they were getting all sorts oh, of pressure. Yeah. They were getting The hammered. media, just this was around the time where, like, I think it was like 2006, so like the AP blogs and everything like that was like it spread like wildfire and they were just getting bombarded. It was almost at the point there if you were the press and you were not reporting on it, you were missing out. So everyone was reporting on it. Plus it was Duke. And so everyone was just like, and they were like, holy shit, what do we do? How do we make them stop? Because Duke has, it's like, this is a white, this is a place for white people, rich people. And all sorts of stuff like that. So they were just getting killed. And they're like, just we have to stop it. So they're like, yeah, okay, end the season. We did it. Ta-da! And then they're like, okay, yeah, you did all that without investigating all of it. So kind of getting back on track. To Once the- again, the lawyers probably love that. Oh, well, absolutely. They all made a lot of money. 100%. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it, to me, you know, going back to like the video game stuff and the idea of reviewing, what fascinates me is – you know where where is the reviewer wrong in that sort of situation? Like at what point? Like this guy, I don't feel like this guy's wrong. If he's like, man, your games are shitty, and here's why they're shitty. Right. Well, it's a creative product, and so if it's creative, it's an ex- it's an act of expression. Sure. So it's subject to yeah personal opinion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just like anything, they'd be like, your art piece sucks, and someone's like, well, I'm going to sue you because you think my art sucks. I mean, yeah. that, that's how I view games as art. I know they're 100%. a business. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it is creative expression. I mean, have you gone through the... It's entertainment at the very least. Oh, yeah. yeah. Have you gone through the modern wing of the of the art museum? Have you been to the art museum in I've a while? I've never been. I haven't been in a long time. I really liked it, though. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the modern the modern wing is just... there. Yep, I should have taken that away. 
Abby's, Abby's Someone found in. a squirrel. Hey, come here. Come here. Let's Do you have a squirrel? Away. Great. <laughs> I got the squirrel. Hey, you got the <laughs> squirrel. We'll just put that right here. Um, so. and then and that's Justin's <laughs> wife, by the way. <laughs> she has a squirrel. Squeak, squeak, squeak. Thank you, Beth. Get back in your hole. <laughs> we'll but, play with you later. But uh, no, going through the, the modern wing, like there was literally one. I remember it was a few years ago when it like first opened i went through and uh it was it, it, what it seemed to me was a literally a pile of like wet paper towels and modern art I, it was in the museum and i'm like <laughs> don't even get me fucking started i on walked that. by and now there are other modern art pieces where i can appreciate it, it can be like that took creativity to to think of it in that way or to to do that or to paint that but there are definitely those that you walk by and you're just like what the fuck is this? Oh, I'm going to give you an example. Garbage. I'm going to give you an example. And then there are others who walk by and go, "That's brilliant," and they see it differently but somehow. That's but the point of it's all subjective. This. Like, yeah. and so yeah, so to not be able to do that, it's ridiculous. I'm going to tell you one that's objectively wrong and not good. Okay, here's how this one works. I was at the Tate Museum in London. <laughs> oh, I was at the Tate Museum in London. Sorry, you say, I had to say it like that. Did you say taint? The Tate. Okay, I was like, "There's a taint." Museum? Oh yeah, it's just yeah. all just pictures. I'm interested now. Charcoal drawings with... of taints. It's a beautiful. <laughs> it's, they, a lot of the people from Cooter send their kids they there do, to, actually, study, they to study, study abroad. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to taint. <laughs> Wait, to study abroad? Little accidental humor. See, I did. I'd made a joke like that last time, and you gave me shit for it yeah but this one worked i said vision got fleshed out yeah his is better <laughs> see subjective <laughs> his is better try to sue me over there <laughs> <laughs> so anyway so i was going through the modern it's a modern art museum and there was a glass of water i think i've told you about this a glass of water I on the shelf <laughs> and it was called oak tree stop <laughs> And I read, and it was an interview with the artist, oh, and they essentially, more or less, they were like, the, the person was going, so, tell me about this piece. He's like, it's an oak tree. And the guy goes, oh, well, it looks like a glass of water. He's like, no, I'm projecting it as an oak tree, so it is an oak <laughs> tree. And the guy was like, he went back and forth, and finally, at the end, he ends it with, so, when will this, you know, when will this not be an oak tree? He goes, oh, I decided something else. And I was like, every day someone has to come in and fill up this fucking glass of water, and this guy's like, it's an oak tree. No, that's part of the art. When it evaporates, Doug, that's a it meta- ceases to that's be That's a metaphor for life and the endless cycle <laughs> of everything. And you know what pisses me off even more? Small percentage of me gets it. <laughs> and I hate myself Pract- for getting Practical it. Doug cannot stand it's that. Small the sad part was, I got what he's saying, too. It sounds lazy. And but part of me is like I kind of get what you're saying. And no, I, that, I do too. Like I understand. I I get where the concept comes from. Exactly. Yeah. But and the thing is, like, and this is how I judge it, which is not the correct way. Is I'm like I could do that. That's not how you judge art. But that's how I judge it. I'm like, hey, right. I could fucking do that. Art should be something that is unattainable by me. Exactly. If I can't, because you go to like you know the classic stuff. I'm like, I can't fucking draw that. I can't paint that. That's amazing. So I take uh, my dogs. Dog food bags, and I put trash in them because I'm lazy and don't eat trash bags. Mm-hmm. So, so if I put that out, can I say it's a rose bush? Sure. Technically. Yeah. And I just go to the taint museum? <laughs> put it in the taint museum. It depends It depends on how you position the trash in the dog food bag because it could technically be considered a commentary on society. And You're right. that is You're Actually, right. it depends Art. on what brand of dog and food And I put a lot of thought into it. Like, I put the, the old half-eaten wings over there to represent poverty. And then the unused... Uh, Trash towels, that's that's American capitalism. Gotcha. And then the whole thing together is really just a commentary on the Iraq war. There you go. And sometimes I'll crumple up $20 bills and just throw them right on top. <laughs> Brand I, new $20 bills. Someone goes, brilliant! <laughs> brilliant! <laughs> I didn't get it until you put the 20s on I am on all there. in. That's awesome. <laughs> Jackson, he, he gets it. <laughs> he totally understands it. <laughs> so... 
That being said, art, um, and I agree. I feel like video games are art. Oh, yeah. I feel like oh, this, I, especially, I especially nowadays, uh, the, fa- the, the way that, you know, and I, I've said it before, I'll say it again on many other uh, podcasts, Bioshock Infinite, that game made me feel incredible when I, when I played that game and when it ended, it was like watching a movie. And it was something that was incredibly powerful. And I feel like and if you can get that sort of emotion out of something, I'm like, wow. I mean, we can debate all day what's art and what's not. But right. I agree with you, and I think you're making a good point. I think so, games can be art. I'm sure. not saying all games are. Just sure. like some movies are art. Agreed. And some movies, you know, are, are entertainment. And there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes yeah. I want to sit down and I just want to have fun. And sometimes I want to experience art. Sometimes you know? I want to experience art, so I put on Battlefield Earth. And I just enjoy the shit out of that movie. I'm going to, uh, this is where I'm going to invoke quite, my First Amendment right. It's not quite Freddy versus Jason. True. But it's up there. It is. It's not quite <laughs> Troll 2, but it's up there. Did you guys ever watch, uh, what was that, Samurai Cop? <laughs> no. I swear to God. Samurai When, when we're done with this podcast, <laughs> we are, um, it's on YouTube. It might be the greatest movie of all time. You I wish Samurai we could just Cop. do a podcast on Samurai Cop. You it find is. the worst shit all the time and you send it to me and I'm always like, Oh my god! Because all these websites, these movie websites, are posting the one that you put. Po- it's the guy on the beach who like throws the frisbee at the guy that has blades. <gasps> yes, on it. you sent that yes. to me like three years ago. You're welcome. <laughs> but now all these things are like, hey, if it's Throwback Thursday for this movie, I'm like, Dave sent that to me a long time ago. Well, Samurai Cops now on like uh, Red Letter Media and those guys, oh, and I'm Jesus. like, I watched that a year ago, <laughs> you know. But no, it's it's they did everything in one take. Oh, and God. then they went back and did reshoots, and uh, the guy had already shaved his head, so he has an obvious wig on. Dude, it is, <laughs> it is awesome. If anybody's oh, listening, look up so Samurai hard. Cop. It is great. I love it so it's much. It's the worst movie, best thing ever type deal. <laughs> the worst, best it's movie. so bad it's good, one ever. of those. It's really bad. I mean, I mean, I don't even really, want to say it's so good it's bad, because it ain't good. Like it's, it's, I think it's worse than The Room. To be oh, honest. wow. The, the Room's one of my favorite movies of all time. Oh, my God. And, Justin uh, loves The Room. God, yeah. I love The Room. Absolutely. Do, do your favorite line. You're tearing me apart, Lisa. <laughs> That's pretty good. Thank you. I, uh, I, Truth uh, be told, I've never seen the movie. I watched it. At, I, I watched it on a first date with a girl, and she brought that over to watch with me. And I was like, I, and I was like, I like this girl a lot. I'm gonna marry you. Oh, I was, I was pretty much blown away at that point. I was like, Yep, you're a keeper. So I just the, my favorite part again. Never seen it, but I the clip my like I am so in love with this clip is where they're playing catch with a football on the roof, and they're standing. They do it three or four times, literally three feet apart, and they're just like. Gently lobbing it between each they other. They have 15 minute sex scenes in that movie. Yes. What's funny about what? that? Yeah, yeah three I, of them. I've heard they're horribly uncomfortable, and most people walk out oh. after the first one because there's one happening right away. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Interesting thing about that scene that where they're tossing the football. It's green screen. Oh yeah. It's and blatantly. It's like you can't find an open top garage anywhere. You can't find a roof. Yeah, and they're like, no, we've got to green screen that. We've got to watch The Room. We've got to do that. Oh, man. Yeah, I think we might need to. I mean, I know we're, I, we could watch it do a podcast on it. I know we're late to the game on that, but still. You should do a double feature of that, Samurai Cop. Oh, my God. I think please, I might end we my should, life. Please do we it. We should do, do a debate on which one is better. Oh, God. Oh, my God, that'd be fun. We have right? so many movies that we have to then do podcasts. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And now we've got those two as well. <laughs> oh, it's going to happen. Oh, Otherwise, boy. I'm going <laughs> to troll you and ruin your reputation, then you're going to have to sue me. Oh, there we go. Wait, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah, I brought it back. He brought it back. There is one movie I have been I've been half listening to everything yeah, we're saying. He didn't bring it back. I let you guys that's a brother thing. And by I the just, way, guys, this is art. <laughs> <laughs> There's one movie I've been trying to think of this entire time. I've only been half listening to even when I was talking, I was only half in. Uh-huh. You sound um, like one of my students. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, how do you handle that? 
uh, what am I supposed to do versus what do I really do? Let's, let's do both. <laughs> let's do both. I'm let's supposed to down. create a lesson plan that's engaging for all students and it attacks all different forms of learning. I'm extremely sarcastic and I call them out in front of all the class and <laughs> so I humiliate them. Let's assume that you were just teaching something like in your law class. You noticed that he was half listening. What would you say to him? Sarcastic. Uh, I'd be like, well, Justin, I know you've been paying attention. You know what's going on. Why don't you tell us a little bit about case law? <laughs> and then he would fumble around, not make uh, I, uh, With case law... So, well, libel, we talked about that, and that is when you And then I would things. interrupt him, and I'd say, Justin, I'm really going to enjoy seeing you when you graduate when I'm getting food at McDonald's. <laughs> Next topic. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I would probably do. Kudos. Future teachers don't Kudos do that. Effort. Future teachers don't do that or send dick pics. <laughs> <We're>, <laughs> There's two edu- things you need to learn from today. If you're a future teacher, don't send dick pics. Oh, I get, can I tell one quick teaching story? Off, you can talk, I, sh- you I should can never have done this. I did this about two... Uh, Two weeks ago, this kid really loves anime, and I, I really oh. want to make fun of him about tentacle stuff, but you oh. can't do that to a high school kid. <laughs> but I, so what he did was for my business management class, he's making a business that does anime, and uh, he did the the his company logo shows like an anime girl Ugh. out by the ocean, and I couldn't do it. Oh I couldn't, no! I couldn't help it. Oh, and no. I was like, I might get fired for this. And they go, Hey, let's pretend his name is Bob. It's not Bob. Go, hey Bob, your your cover's only missing one thing. And he goes, What? I go, I go tentacles. Oh, he looks at me. He goes, did he get it? He did. He goes, I hate you so much. <laughs> and I sat down at my desk and I'm like, Yes. And I, I, I was, win. It was worth it. It was worth it. But don't, I could. Don't you just love those moments? Like, you're like, This is so, so goddamn inappropriate. Like, I can't help it when someone says something and I have to go, Sounds like my prom night. <laughs> like, I cannot let that go. And I've done you that. You know, you could let it go. I can't. <laughs> and so many times I've done that and I go, high five. And there's a girl that goes, she, she's about to do it. And she goes, oh, no. I'm not going to give you a high five. That's oh, wait. Bad. I know what you just did there. That's disgusting. It's like, no, 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 no. I'm not going to. So gonna uh, how do you feel about video game reviews and objectivity? Um, wait, what? Can you be objective, T? Well, um, <laughs> would you say that there is an incentive for some of these guys that review games or movies to give better than normal reviews? Absolutely. So that people buy the product so they have more content to drive their websites? Uh, 100%. Oh, so based off of, uh, based off of sponsorships and, and ad dollars going like, into like the website? IGN is the one I'm going to – I like them. I'm not picking on them, but they're the first one I can think of. You know, like we talked about off the air, if they give Call of Duty a 4 out of 10, then they can't do all their playthrough videos or weapon reviews or all that stuff. Like The Division is one of the newest games that came mm-hmm. out. Right. Every day they have, this is the newest division video how-to guides. If if they make those games sound bad, they actually kind of lose money, right? Well, yeah, because I mean they don't. Uh, well, and also their content goes yeah. down, like you just said. Like you, they don't produce as much content. I don't think the movie guys are in too much trouble because there's enough movies coming out that they can always review stuff. Right. So I think. I mean, I'm not saying movie reviewers aren't douchebags sometimes, but no, I think, sure. I think they can be. Ao Scott, go fuck yourself. I think they can be yeah. more independent. What he said. I don't know that guy, but. Fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. Justin doesn't like you. Yeah. He's just a dick. Um, But with game reviews, most of their content's driven off, you know, people going and watching their videos, walkthroughs and stuff like that. Dark Souls right now came out, the new one. Tons of videos on how to beat that game. And if IGN's like, this game sucks balls, that's, I don't even know how much money they probably lost from people going to videos and reading guides. Do you guys think that might be a problem in the game? 100%. Industry? Absolutely. And that's why what Jim, Jim Sterling does, uh, he, he purposefully has taken himself off because he worked for a company where, you know, that was through sponsorships and ad dollars and all that. And he gave uh, a bad review or, or mentioned something in, in kind of like ill taste and they, he got, he got in trouble for it. And he was just like, well, no, fuck this. Like, I don't, I don't want to have to tailor what I say because people listen to what I say. I want to be able to honestly give an honest, what I honestly think of this game because people, people who follow him trust him, yeah, and he doesn't want that compromise. So 
he's like, fuck it, I'm out. And now he does, uh, he sponsors pretty much everything he does through Patreon now. And I, I think that is, it's not easy to do in the slightest, but that's the only way to kind of have a true, honest review is someone who's not beholden to the ad dollars. I feel like there's a lot of reviewers on YouTube now that I follow that I, I actually do trust for the same reason you said. I feel like they're actually objective. Um, but there's a guy I really follow. I like to follow him for Dark Souls stuff, and his whole channel is based on Dark Souls, so I can't really go to him for the review of the newest Dark Souls game because he has a financial incentive to tell you it's good. So they, sure. they actually sponsor his... No, it's his whole channel is based on that. Like He okay. just does guides. and like, Oh, more, I see what That's you're what saying. he's dedicated his channel to, and it's great. He does So an anytime awesome he puts a review out, you don't really watch that. I can't because... You'll, you'll watch other watches. Yeah, I'll watch other stuff. ones, yeah. and then if I buy the game, I'll go to his channel. But... Um, there's a lot of that, especially like, dude, so they make so much money off those shooter games, doing oh. like, and then think of like the Twitch streaming and all the different stuff. Yep. So, yep. and I can't blame the companies for doing, it, but they give those guys advance access. Yeah, I won't name names, but there's a, there's a guy who does Call of Duty videos, and uh, he got called out for it too. But they they pull him in like a month early, let him play the game. Yeah, so he has all this early stream footage that nobody else has. Yeah. So think of all the hits he gets on his, his YouTube oh, channel. Oh, yeah. People are wanting that. They're clamoring for so it. So he honestly, totally it's, he it's, totally says, like, awesome things about the game, and I kind of can't blame him. I was going to say, it makes sense because he's like, they're like, we'll give you early access to the game. which He means, makes money off that. Which means we'll right, kind of yeah. almost give you exclusivity to it, so that means you'll get more ad dollars as long as you're saying nice stuff about our stuff and, and sending in the hype. It's a, it's a beneficial relationship. Well, you kind of wonder about, you know, the whole uh, uh, Batman v Superman and then Captain uh, uh, America Winter yeah. or, um, uh uh, Civil War thing with you know them releasing it so early and getting it out to the people like getting those good reviews in like uh, is it you know is it happening in that regard too like you know is it like the pay, I thought pay it was for a, play kind of I thing? thought it was an awesome Doug and I disagreed in this I thought it was an awesome idea by them I think it changed which one what Captain America did okay uh, what Marvel did because they up until that point all anybody was talking about was Batman versus Superman right and that changed the whole conversation no one's talked about Batman versus Superman I mean yeah that real like. Yeah, like instantly flipping changed a the switch just and, went away. Doug, I don't want to put words in my head. So, you know, it was a gamble if the reviews were bad. But I get what Justin's saying. Like, I thought like either Marvel was that confident that their movie was good, and from what I've heard, it is really good. Mm-hmm. Or uh, you know, they thought reviewers would be like shocked because you got to realize Batman v Superman. They didn't let them review it till like two days before the movie. Well, came Well, that's out. always a red flag. Oh yeah. yeah. But Marvel, I don't know of anybody who's ever let reviews go out this early for a no. movie of this magnitude. It's a, it was almost a month early. So I respect yeah. it. I, I'm actually blown away they did it. But you, you think, Justin, you suggest that maybe they were trying to get goodwill, maybe? I'm sure it's everything we suggested. Well, no, Duncan suggested that. Were they? You think they were... Didn't you... Wasn't it you who mentioned that they were trying to... Or, or potentially trying to uh, be ambassadors for the genre by like getting we, it out there and getting, we like, mentioned that, promoting like, it up? Maybe they were trying to stop what was hap- what was being said about Batman vs. Superman to almost be like, hey, we're, we're going to do the genre solid here and be like, hey, look... This one sucked, but don't worry. They're not all going to be bad. Stop talking about it. Look at the, st- Start talking about this good one, and let's forget about it. They almost the did one. Warner Brothers a favor. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I also think, though, maybe that like there's a part of me who thought that they might have been doing it as kind of like one extra like kick them when they're down kind of thing, where they were like, watch, we're going to release it a month early, our reviews a month early, and watch how good we get. I, I actually don't think, and I, I, I don't, obviously I'm not a big corporate guy. I think if I'm Marvel, I don't care about bad movies, Superman. I'd rather they do good than bad, though. Because if just the superhero movies, in yeah, because yeah. I don't think the regular people really separate them. I think if there's oh, like, not at all. If there's no. a big steaming pile of shit one, then um, that hurts all of them. Yeah, like, well, I, I, guarantee, I guarantee you. Oh, go ahead. Like Deadpool helps them. Like, oh, yeah. And if I'm Marvel, I'm like awesome because there's still the Marvel logo before it, those. It boxes. opens with the with the yeah. The page and they still flip, don't, yeah. they don't know the difference, and so that helps them. But Most, if Batman movie Superman sucks, then all of a sudden people are like oh, so uh, comic movies are stupid. Well, what was funny was there was a guy at work who's a super nerd, Eric. That's you, buddy. I love you. 
and he he was talking about how he went to see the Batman v Superman opening night IMAX on you know like the Thursday, yeah. and there was a guy waiting in line who was like, uh, "Yeah, you think you think Spider Man's going to be in this one?" Stop. And oh I was just stop. Like, oh my god. And I was like, God damn it, dude, that's like opening night god IMAX. Damn it. And I was like that, but that's what I always tell him because he and I talk all the time at work. And I was like, you and I get this. The average, the girl who sits across from me, her name's what her name's doesn't important, but she has no interest in this. She's like, what are you guys talking about? It's like Batman v Superman. She's like, oh, I'm like, she's the one they're trying to convince right. to show up. Oh, these movies have gotten so front loaded. Um, you guys don't know that. I mean, they get all their money the first weekend. They've got to get the people that don't care about this stuff. That's yeah. what the Avenger movies have been able to do. Yep. That's what Deadpool was able to do to a large Jesus degree. Yeah. Christ. Yeah. And, yeah. And so Batman v Superman is an example of what happens if you can't do that because their first weekend was awesome and then it just had massive drop-offs. Yeah. So. Because it was not a good movie. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it, was, it had its flaw. I mean, it was inter- – the thing was, and I went and saw it when Milos and I were doing our road show, and uh, uh, we both – it was, it was entertaining. I don't think it was a good movie, but it was super entertaining. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I was able to get lost in it, but I definitely – it had its flaws. Big time. I think it's the best four out of ten movie I've ever watched. <laughs> that, no, seriously. I love, I want to put your quotes on Blu-ray covers. The first one <laughs> the is. The best four out of ten. What did I, what did I text the, you? The first one he said, like, well, there's a decent movie in there somewhere. That's honestly how I felt. Like somewhere in there, there was an awesome movie. The best it four out of so, ten movie I've ever seen. Did it, did it not feel compartmentalized to you? Like each scene felt like a standalone scene. It like, was. It was everything that I don't like about Zack Snyder movies, and all the things I do like. I mean, it was yeah. f- shot really well. It was beautiful. Visually, movie. it was yeah. But um, the story made, and I'm willing to suspend a lot when I'm going to see a comedy yeah. movie. It doesn't need to be like Oscar caliber, but. Plot was really bad. I didn't understand the motivations of all the characters. Yeah, they could have and, built those uh, up way more. And I was like, I don't wait. What? Huh? Confused. And so for me, it took me out of the movie enough that there would be like five minutes. I'm like, I was getting into it. This is really cool. And I'd be like, Wait, what? I'm confused. And that see that yeah. if I get pulled out of it, you know, <laughs> yeah. Because at the end of the day, we're we're trying to suspend disbelief about guys in capes that fly, right? And so the the more often you get pulled <laughs> yeah. out, the harder it is to get back in. Yeah. yeah. And so that's well. Let's it, face it: the best movies are the ones where you're sitting there, you're watching the movie, you don't realize that you're getting sweaty because you're so like into it and what's happening. Right. And all of a sudden, the movie's over. You're like, that was two and a half hours. Like holy shit! Yeah. Like Jesus Christ, that was amazing. I didn't and, even realize like, I had to pee so bad. I know yeah. this is the topic of our podcast. I just don't think Zack Snyder really understands or actually likes Batman or Superman. Um, I feel like in the comics, yeah. and I'm just like a dork here, they're both really good guys. I mean, you know, Batman's more the dickhead rough dad who still cares about you, but right, he's right. not going to hug you. And Superman's, you know, your mom, basically. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they both end up at the same point. They both save people and do the right thing. They just go about it in little different ways. And I think Schneider thought that Batman's like the Punisher, and Superman yeah. hates himself. And that's that's exactly not who they what are. it was. Yeah, and I don't want to give away too. I mean, I don't. You're probably going to see it eventually. Yeah, but like, I want to go someday. see it tomorrow. I mean, there's. Do you mind if I say a few things from it? Or by all means, all right. Like with the whole branding thing, like Batman branded criminals in it, and it's like well, I don't know if he would do that. Like he basically, the brand when when they would go to prison, they would get the brand. Essentially, it was a death sentence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he was sentencing guys to death. Essentially, but and the, that's not the Batman was Batman to prevent other people. From have, to becoming him, basically. Mm-hmm. That's the way I've always right, interpreted yeah. it. He was like, I'm going to do all this so other kids don't end up like me. And I don't think Schneider got that. I think he thought Batman just beat people's asses to beat people's asses. Right, right. And Superman is the embodiment of hope in the DC. And I thought Man of Steel, I liked it because I thought, okay, they're going to show how he becomes that guy. Exactly. And then he's still that guy. Like, right. He, there's no character growth in Superman. And that's why... 
I won't do it. Doug probably knows. But the way the movie ends, there was no emotional payoff for me because I'm like, dude, he hasn't become Superman. There's no arc. You know, there's and no that, change. And, uh, and I think Snyder just doesn't get the characters. And I think yeah. Which that, blows my mind because he's a pretty big nerd. Like, I, I feel like, you know, he, I mean, I feel like he understood Watchmen or, at least enough to recreate it very well. And I feel like. But didn't a lot of people have, like, uh, Contested points over that, like didn't didn't like people was just about boring. that. Too. It was a frame for frame recreation of the comic, okay. which by itself is amazing that he was able to do that. But yeah. it was still very. I'd boring. give it an awesome review just for what he did cinematically. Is 100%. it a good movie? I don't know, but it's a uh, brilliantly shot. Yeah. And it's really pr- impressive what he did. Yeah, but. it was hard for me because I read the graphic novel right before I watched but, it. So but look at all of his movies. Yeah, uh, three hundred is. A pretty good movie surrounded by a lot of stupid shit. Yeah. But there's a good core. But Extremely like, entertaining movie. Yeah. yeah, but if you actually step back, you're like, this is kind of weird. And then you get to Sucker Punch where he has a movie that is visually impressive, but he obviously doesn't understand women. That's actually a good point. Because in his universe uh, that he created, men are only there to rape you. And women can only be empowered by being sex objects and doing kung fu. And so I think he thought he was doing a female empowerment movie, but I don't think he gets women's. I don't think he gets superheroes. I think he's like... Your really creative friend who has cool ideas, but should never be in charge of anything, <laughs> you know. Because I would love for him to like, right? You know, shoot it and like come up with stuff, and then you have like, and I hate throwing his name, like a Christopher Nolan or somebody like that. Like, well, what is the point of the scene? Why are they fighting? You know, and I hate to be the Marvel guy, but that I go back to that fight in Winter Soldier at the end. Um, you knew why they were fighting, and there were emotional stakes. You know, Cap, 100%. Was, Cap wasn't going one hundred percent because he didn't want to hurt his friend. And so fights without context turn into the Transformers. And some part of my brain loves that. I love seeing shit get blown up. But it's, like, it's like Pacific Rim. It's like, oh, he's using the train. That, to is, the greatest, the- that is the greatest dumb movie of all time. I mean, it's, you know, it's a dumb Again, movie. another thing to put on the Blu-ray, greatest dumb movie yeah. right. of all time. <laughs> or, the, or the dumbest great movie. I don't know. But, <laughs> right. but I mean, that's, that, that's the thing with Snyder. I don't think, like, the fight between Superman and Batman, there was n- it didn't make sense, and I didn't have any emotional connection to it. It looked cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looked cool as hell, but the whole time, like, wait, I don't, what? I don't understand why this is going on. Yeah. I, and I think for me personally, as, as I've gr- gotten older, um, uh, that is so important to me. Like uh, that's why is as flawed as the X Men franchise is mm-hmm. for all its its purposes. And we could break down the new fucking apocalypse. We trailer, could. We could do that. No, I'm not gonna. <laughs> um, like the the thing that keeps me there is Fastbender as Magneto mm-hmm. and McAvoy as Xavier because and I believe coming into oh god. If we're being honest with, with Days of Future Past, use as an example, not a lot of action movie. And I do rip on them for not doing action, but. I knew everybody's motivation. Mm-hmm. I knew where everybody was coming from, and there were actual stakes to what was going on. Right. And they were able to make a movie where we didn't have to have a 10-minute action scene, which I want those. Like, that's on Pump for Civil War to see yeah. beat the shit out of each other. But yeah. that guy, Singer, understands the X-Men. Yeah. He at least does. And he gets oh, the true. And he yeah. gives the characters perspective and drive. And I don't think Schneider gets that. And um, I like Schneider, and I, I usually watch his movies. But the Justice League, I have a feeling, is just going to be... The same shit, you know? I mean, Flash is just going to be the fast guy that does... It'll look cool. Yeah. Do you think that it's because Snyder doesn't get it? Or do you think it's because the studio has got their hands so far up his ass... Well, let me ask you guys a question. Because because they're terrified that they're not going to catch up to Marvel. This is a good question for both of you. Um, Why is Marvel the only one that's able to pull that off? Why Why are they the only ones able to pull off the shared universe with characters that are basically like the JV guys? They're the dudes off the bench type characters. Why were they able to do it? Wait, what do you, uh, They've been able to thought. pull off the shared universe and make us care. Right, but what do you mean the JV, the JV guys? Like Iron Man, Captain America. Those were not like varsity level guys for Marvel. Spider-Man, the X-Men, they sold off all those rights. So they went with guys that 
Iron Man's not uh, one of their best-selling they, comics. They pulled him out of the, the yeah. yeah. They made Thor's them, they not made their best-selling comics yeah, okay. at all. And so they, they these, are now. They are they now. Weren't. Right, they right. Were, they weren't by, in 2008. So wh- why do you guys think they've been able to do it, and everyone else has tried, and they've struggled? I know the X-Men are not a disaster, but they've... They're not they're, good. They're not. They're getting... They're yeah. doing okay. We'll see with Apocalypse. If Apocalypse is good, I'll start giving them some props. But DC's trying hard. They've thrown a ton of money. Do you think it's Marvel's characters, or do you guys think it's just DC... I mean, what is it? I, I'm, I don't actually have an answer to this. This is something I've always wondered why DC keeps fumbling. I thought it. he'd have an answer. <laughs> I might at the end. I'm oh. Like, oh, he threw us for a loop. Shit. I personally think that it's because uh, I think it's a two twofold answer. I think one, Marvel has taken their time. Like they they sat down and they went, okay, let's really think this through. Like, how are we going to connect all of these? Like, we we know our pe- we know our characters really well. How are we going to go through and actually weave the storyline, connect all the characters? This relates into that. What's a larger scope? And they took 10 years to slow play it. Whereas DC has done this, they've, they've just shit this out in three years and gone, we're here too. We got it. We got it. And then the so second, you think if Marvel would have tried to rush the Avengers, this would have kind of been what would have happened? Absolutely. 100%. 110%. I feel like by them forging, first of all, they were the first ones to like, you know, the end credits of the end of Iron... Well, first of all, they made Iron Man so interesting. Yeah. because a hell of a movie. The, the first love phase movie. one is a little rough around the edges. By phase two, they, they were hitting their stride and they had it See, down. See, I disagree. I think phase one was fantastic. I, I really don't enjoyed get me wrong. phase I one. I think it's great, but they didn't have it all figured out yet. Okay. They didn't have their okay. formula down. Iron Man was a fantastic... is And is a fantastic movie because, A, perfect casting, and B... They made that character so interesting right, right. that you're like, I, I love this guy. The overall story, okay, whatever. He fights another machine. They have their typical villain issue, no big deal, whatever. Then you go to Incredible Hulk, which was a good effort. Probably one, I think it's probably the weakest Marvel movie. I'd say that or The Dark World. Probably yeah. those are the two. And I don't hate him. I, no, I don't, I don't either. But, but I'd say I would think The Incredible Hulk is a little weaker than The Dark World. Agreed. Personally. I'd probably personally, yeah. 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 I actually like The Dark World more than I probably tied. should. Yeah. But, you know, and then you go to Thor, which. Amazing! And I actually like Thor. I Captain like the first America. Thor. I just rewatched it. It's fine. If you rewatch it, I like it a lot better now yeah. than when it came out. Because at that point, I just wanted to get to the Avengers. Exactly. Right, yeah. And then you get to Avengers. So in that span of time, they took their time. We got to know these characters. So when they met up finally in 2012, when they started in 2008, we had four years to get to know these characters and get to know this world. And then all of a sudden, we were pumped. We were excited. We were ready for it. And then Marvel, after that, they're like, cool, we've got the system. And now that, Marvel only makes superhero movies. And that was my second point, yes. was I was going to say the other reason is that that's the only thing they do. Warner Brothers has all these other things. Yeah, DC's got their production company name on there, but they have to partner with Warner for distribution and production. They have to partner with so-and-so. And, so know. do they trade guys then? Do they have guys that like work on another Warner Brothers movie then come over like the sound Probably. guy? Probably. I mean, maybe, yeah, but I think also from from like the executive producer level too. They they've got a lot of people like Marvel only had their executive producers are only looking at the Marvel universe. The Warner Brothers executive producers are going, great. What's going on over here? Give me an update. Cool. What about over here? Cool. Great. Gotcha. What about over here? And they it, and I don't know if they too, really have a Paul Feige. That, Paul, I know they don't have a guy who's yeah. in charge of the whole thing. It's not Paul. Is it? uh, it's no uh, Kevin. 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 Feige, yeah, Paul Feige is the uh, yeah. the Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters yeah. yeah, they don't have a Kevin Feige who. Yeah showed up in his early 30s and was like, I got this, and right. like has basically I been... I like comics, we're going to do this. He's yeah. been steering that ship this entire time. Yeah. Who's basically, and, and not only that, but they've they've created that consistency. And arguably a super like tight-ass dictator, but in a good way. Like he, I mean, yeah. he, it basically like, look, we're doing it this way, and 
it's it it forms a unified. Do you think vision. it's possible? And I was going to piss my friend Drew off, who's going to listen to this. Do you think it's possible that Marvel's characters just translate better to movies? That's another thing Doug had talked about uh, at one point. I like. Listen, I'm not an anti DC guy. I'm that. not either. I'm just wondering if like Superman's just hard to portray in a movie. In a two-hour movie, the Hulk is the same way, to be fair. Agreed. You don't want to watch two hours about a guy who doesn't want to be the Hulk, and that's yeah, what right. Hulk turns into. Well, the reluctant hero is a hard thing to pull off these days because people are like, ah, we fucking get it. Be the hero. Right. You know, they, they, well, they have so much uh, uh, heroes that are embracing it that they don't want to see that reluctant hero. But you brought up a good point a while ago where you said that the thing you liked about the Marvel characters, and regardless of what you know, who owns the, the movie rights, just Marvel characters in general, is they have relatable... Tony Stark's an alcoholic. Hulk has anger problems. Captain America doesn't fit in. Thor, like every one of these guys, has something that you can personally relate back to. It's true. Whereas DC is just like, I mean, Batman is really the one that I think you can like. He's everyone got some, everyone like, wants to be a vigilante in, at their heart. They want to take care of the injustices on their own. And, and he's do got the right some thing. super like he's very insecure about like you know, where he comes from. And this really and fucking wealthy. I think we can all we oh, all yeah. relate. Oh, to we all can. Oh, oh, yeah. But yeah. Superman, like the Flash. I mean, what? Really, what struggles does he have? Like, I mean, Jesus Christ! I do so like the Flash. Uh, I'm a, I do like him as a character. I just I don't know if Zack Snyder is going to understand the Flash once again. Right, right, right. But um, I don't know. It's hard for me to relate to guys that are that overpowered. Yeah, I think that's the thing is that they just have almost too much. Like, it's hard to challenge them. Like when the Flash that one time we did the throwdown, and the Flash can Ugh. he can vibrate his atoms so quick he can mm-hmm. pass through matter and blow it up, and he can time travel, and he can time travel. It's like, all right, great. How do you fucking beat that? You know. And I think also he can beat Superman in a foot race running backwards. It has been documented in the comics. Jesus, it has Christ. been documented like it's a but fucking. But I thing. think um, with those guys, and this is what my my friend Drew always says: for them, you have to show they're so powerful they're able to do it the right way, uh, and no not, matter what, and not turn to the dark side. Ba- basically, they can save everybody and do everything the right way and not right. make mistakes. And he said that's always been the beauty of the DC guys, like Big Alien Invasion. They'll save everybody. And not kill a bunch of stuff and be like the ideal good. And he's and that was his big complaint a little bit about Schneider is that they are super powered and they screw up still. And he's like, not only can he not me, relate to them, they're not actually that good. I mean, part of me like the, the the one thing, and I've said this numerous times, unfortunately. Sorry, listeners, about Man of Steel is that I I actually found myself relating to Superman because I'm like, God, what a burden to be this guy to have all this power but to, to relating not, to I mean you have that power to, like, to, and I, I was fine with that then but in Batman v Superman yeah. he's still like that and I realized oh this is turning into the Hulk where <laughs> I just want Superman to be Superman you know yeah. I don't right. he smiles one time that whole movie he's like super serious and I'm like dude you're freaking Superman right you know you're supposed to be like the symbol and I, that, that's my thing is like oh they're not going to have him change <laughs> And I don't. I mean, I don't know if I want to go back to the Christopher Reeve days where he's like, "Hello, everybody, brush oh, your Jesus teeth, Christ, tip your waiter, you know? brush your teeth." Yeah. I hate. I really don't like those older ones. <laughs> I can't They're see so, through lead. <laughs> so I see your cheesy. titties. <laughs> I'm looking at them titties. Superman was it lead the silk? What, what he could? What couldn't he see through? He again? definitely could not see through silk. That was that. Was that what he like? That's his. That's his. Yeah. Name, it is paper. Silk. Paper. He can't see through paper. No, with the whole scene where like he was on the, the balcony it's with lead. Remember, do you not remember that scene? He was making a joke, right? I know, but I was like, "What? What did I know?" He was making a joke, but he, saying, he totally looked at her. her, her I'm her saying, cooter. like, what was the thing that he couldn't? He, <laughs> he can't look at cooters. Can't. Yeah, it's like kryptonite for him. Yeah, yeah, pubic hair. He just can't see under it. It's like the, on, the, on the on the front. I totally think we should we should do another podcast. We just review movies. That's something we should do. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Fired up. I agree. And our first one should be <laughs> Samurai Cop. God damn it! No. <laughs> so everything we just said could be considered liable. Am I right? Oh, absolutely. We talked a lot <laughs> yeah. of shit. Under, <laughs> under Trump law, absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. Am I right? Am yeah. I right? You're not going to go to me talking about Trump. I refuse to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, he doesn't deserve our time. 
But kind of real quick, going back to um, the reviewing stuff, like, it, why is it so important for you to trust a, a reviewer? Like, what what about that is so important to you guys? It's the whole Yelp, the, the idea of, like, you know, like, why Yelp is so popular, because you can get an actual... You, so you don't have to waste your time or money on something that that might be good and might be shit. Like you can you can trust that when I do this thing, I know I'm either going to do it and like it, or I'm not going to do it because I've, I've I know for a fact that it's shit. For movies, it's not as big of a deal because I feel like I've Doug and I, and I know you are. We're such huge movie buffs that yeah. I know if I'm going to like a movie, I can usually tell. And I just like cinema in general. Um, Even but, bad movies, it's easy. Oh, to I love it. I, just, I like. I movies. love the experience of going to movies, and you know, I got to be careful what I say because mom might listen to this. But growing up, that was my escape right. from being at home and getting to like be on my own. So for me, riding Big my shout bike, out to Chris. Chris <laughs> no, Cochran, all day. It's, uh, but you know, I get on my bike and I go up and watch a movie, and that was for two hours. Uh, you know, I was safe and able to do my own thing and escape. And so for me, I, I just like movies. But for games, they're sixty freaking bucks, dude. Yeah, and then they charge right. a DLC, and then you, and so yep. for me, if I'm going to drop sixty bucks on a game, I got to you know I got to am I going to get am I going to enjoy this? And right. So and am I going to get playability out of it? like yeah. am I going to play through once and now my sixty bucks is gone? Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, movies are like ten bucks, but you know I don't. But for games, man, I feel ten like, bucks. Jesus Christ, you're getting a deal. Well, like, I mean, if you pirate I live, them, I live, they're even cheaper. I live, <laughs> yar. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yar. But if uh but for, <laughs> but I feel like it's really hard to get really honest game reviews, man. I think if you yeah. guys load it up, look at Metacritic versus like other sites and there's this huge gap, man. Uh like some guys will be like greatest game of all time, it's awesome, and then someone will say it's the worst game. So for me it's it's pretty tough. I have to make a lot of leaps of faith. I have to watch a ton of YouTube videos and it's like like I'm buying a car or something yeah. when I buy a game. It was interesting for me because up until about I want to say like twenty five, twenty five years old. I didn't give a shit about reviews. I didn't look at them. I had on no interest in or video games. Didn't give a shit. Like I was just like I was totally like I would I would look at the advertisements, trailers or whatever and I'd be like, "Cool, I'm going to go see that movie." Just just dive right in, didn't care for some reason. In grad school, I did this goddamn project <laughs> talking about reviews and reviewers and trusting that content yeah. and like and, and all of a sudden it opened up my mind to be like, "All right, I'm like, well, I, this is dumb. I don't, I don't need reviewers. And all of a sudden, I was like, I think what it came was my time is incredibly valuable now. Yeah, I don't. When I'm in college, it's like, yeah, fuck it, I'll go see some stupid ass movie. I don't give a shit. I got now. I'm like, no, 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 no. My time is extremely valuable. Like when I saw the reviews for Batman v Superman, I'm like, uh, uh-uh. uh, it's not worth it for me to try and find a way to make sure that my baby is taken care of, so I can go to a two and a half hour movie and probably not like it. I'm not doing that. Right. Like, I can't. It's not worth my time. It's not worth my effort. And so I realized that that changed for me, and all of a sudden, I watch, I look at Rotten Tomatoes religiously. I'm like, what's its percentage? What's its percentage? Because generally speaking, I feel like I agree with most of those. Sometimes I think it's a little too high, like Force Awakens, like 95%, probably not. And other times I'm like, you know, Man Steel, 50%. I'm like, eh, I think it could have been more. But for the most part, I agree with the aggregate. And, you and know the it, best the best advertising for me is just word of mouth from my friends. Yeah, especially that on games. Too. Especially on games, man. If uh, if my friends are playing a game and they like it, I trust that more than anything. One hundred percent. So uh, yeah. that's kind of been the thing now with my friends that we all research a game. We're like, are we all going to take this dive and, and give it a shot? And so I I used to do the same thing. Doug and I back in the day when we were young had to go off box art. <laughs> like, dude, that guy's got a sword and he's riding a dinosaur. Oh we my get God. It. We are and then so we get pooling our allowance. Yeah, we Dude. get home and I'm like, this game sucked. But that, you know, that's the only game you get for the there weekend because some... we rented it from the store. Right. Stupid ass 
like art that made no sense to the games that made but it no got sense. Us. Holy shit, did it get us? I'd right. go to the rental store with you, and we'd be like, let's get this game. And I get home, like, oh, it's Bible games. Dude, the, the, the box art to Rygar looks awesome. Dude is leaping over something, and he's shooting some sort of flame wheel out of his fist. And you're like, whoa, I want that game. Right. And you play it, and you're like, what the fuck is this? Right. I mean, that's a confusing-ass game, too. It's a conf- well, most of the Nintendo games were confusing as shit. There was just, I, I'm trying to think of one that... Uh, there was a ki- there's one where you're a kid with a machine gun in a jungle. I don't remember what it's called. Are you talking about Akari Warriors? No, there's That's that not one. A kid. That wasn't a kid, but there was another one. I can't remember. It was just like endless. We used Game Genie on it. We still couldn't beat it. I, uh, yeah, Game Genie. Do you remember the days when they used to put like hints in the booklet? And if you didn't have the booklet, you couldn't be Star Tropics? Star yeah. Tropics. If you didn't have the password to that one door, you couldn't get past the game. That was before the internet. Too. Yeah, you couldn't just look the shit up. Oh, yeah. if you didn't have Nintendo Power, you were fucked. Did you, do, are you familiar with the game Star Tropics? I'm not familiar with that it's one. It's a good game. It's an amazing game. It's kind of like a fun little, it's almost like Zelda a little bit to a certain extent. And then, but there's this part in the game where there's an actual piece of paper that you have to have water run over it. And it's a message from one of the characters in the game and it gives you a code that you have to put in to get through a door. And that's in the booklet. And if you do not have that, you cannot progress to the game. And And like Dave said, there was no internet. And if you lost that, yeah. fortunately, we lost all sorts of We kept that under pr- pretty close guard. <laughs> and we always had, I remember we get to the point, I'm like, gotta be really careful, man. Hopefully the water thing still works because I can't get past it. We could have just written it down. Do you but, remember the, the passcodes oh, in Castlevania? Oh, my God, this story. I'm sorry, wait a second. I got, you, you, you had a physical piece of paper yes. from the, yeah. I thought in the game you had to walk no, no, up no. to this a, was the actual a fountain or something, but you no. actually had a physical fucking piece yep. of paper. Yes. It was came with the with the game yep. itself. I'm sorry, that's dumb as shit. First of all, I understand it's cool for the sense of like, hey man, this is happening in real life. Right? It's, it's like check your book, check your game thing to see if you got the the parchment from your grandpa, and you're like, oh my god, it's in there, running out of the water. If you didn't have the Legend of Zelda booklet, you didn't know where one of the dungeons were. That's true. Yeah. So the passcode story, you can tell it. Okay. <laughs> So this is Castlevania 2, I think I remember. Horrible game, but I still like it. Terrible, terrible game. Horrible sequel. but Not as bad as Mud. Oh, the Mud is fantastic. Fuck you. Do you know how hard Castlevania 2 was? It's insane! The part where you have to go... You have to Kneel hold, at a wall? Had to for, hold, you have yeah. to hold a red orb. There's, there's, no, there's no way you, you have to hold a red orb, go to all the way to the left at like the beginning of and the game... And wait for a tornado to get and you. And crouch. And then after, like, maybe 10 seconds, a tornado will come and whisk you away to a dungeon. Yeah, no one tells you that in the game. No one tells you that in the game. You just have to intuitively... You have to have Nintendo power. Yeah. So tell the story of how I got in trouble. <sighs> so so <laughs> these games were notorious for having, like, ridiculously long passcodes. Sure. Ridiculously. Uppercase, like, lowercase. Uppercase, lowercase weird numbers. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, uh, different symbols and stuff like that. So Dave had written down a passcode. To, to, to let us continue on from the yeah. game because there was no save files. So Dave apparently had like some pretty bad handwriting. I still do, for the record. <laughs> and he had written stuff down, and we couldn't, uh, we couldn't, we couldn't figure out what couldn't it was. Decipher it, so we couldn't continue. So my mom, who doesn't play this game at all, got so mad at Dave, she sent him to bed. Got and mad at you for what? For bad handwriting that he couldn't continue what? in the game. Yep. Are you serious? Yeah, I remember yep. she was like. She got so mad and she yelled at him. She's like, "Go to bed!" And then she like handed me the controller. She goes, "And you can play." And I was like, "What the fuck am I gonna you, do?" You can play if you remember the code. I was like, "I can't get it to work. What am I gonna do?" <laughs> I was just like, "I don't want to get yelled at either." But Mo- I was like, movies were my escape from my childhood. <laughs> Doug just starts going, "Bloop bloop 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 bloop." 
<laughs> it was like, I, I think I'm tired too. Like, Maybe I'll go to bed. Like, I don't. Can I play a different game? Because this game sucks. Beat it. <laughs> no, you will play fucking games with me. <laughs> What? That is insane. That was hilarious now. Man. At the time, even then at the time, I'm like, wait, what's happening? What are we doing? <laughs> this logically does not. Pra- pra- that's where practically I was born. Practically like, I was like, wait, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make, what is, why is she sending him to bed for something that he failed at that he cannot enjoy? And it's a he's, he's, game. He's already punished himself. Do you, do you remember when he used to grind out stuff? You did, oh, yeah. Like Dragon Warrior? I think you did some oh, grinding. Oh, Dragon for. Warrior and uh, Final Fantasy VII. I appreciated you getting so you that would, gold chocobo. You would, you would just like be like, all right, Doug, go, go at it. And Doug would just sit there and I grind it out. He'd grind, he'd grind for me. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I wanted to play, but uh, I was like, but, Dave, but he was like, hey, can you game me some levels? I was like, sure. I, I really enjoyed it. So I actually got to go out and I would just hunt stuff and I would gain him levels. And I then uh, we were I our, love it. We kind of co-op those games actually. Sure. Where he would uh, make my guy badass. I'd do the story stuff and then he would go and watch me and then I'd, he'd grind out like 20 levels and It sounds like it was an un- unfair relationship, but I had a lot of fun doing I, it. I mean that was that's that well I mean again in Eve, you're the one who sets up the fucking shops for uh we're going to go ahead guys. I'll I'll set up a mining colony on this on this planet and I'll get you money, don't worry. And I'll I'll manage it and I'll do the books for it and I'll pay taxes on it. Like that's Doug's idea of a fucking fun game. I love it. It's great. And then I murder people. Yep. And then yeah, you murder it uh you guys are you guys are part Doug's of the guy that funds ISIS in the game basically. I do. That's what we are in Eve basically. <laughs> we are terrorists yep. in that game. It's so So you've true. got <laughs> somewhere in the You're NSA. the front for it. <laughs> I launder the money. <laughs> Somewhere, somewhere, there's an NSA guy going. They said ISIS on the podcast. <laughs> you hear that? Chris? They're using the code Your word. Boys Eve. are terrorists, Chris. They're using the code word Eve. What does that mean? Someone Figure find that. Find that out. Google that. They're like, oh, it's just mind the gap. It's, okay. <laughs> it's not mind the gap. I know. It's mind gap. You son of a bitch. I know. I know. <laughs> this isn't the goddamn UK. Mind the gap. Right, mind the gap, man. Eh? I mind the gap. You know what else they don't have in the UK? Oh, throw down. I thought you were going to say arthritis for a second. Oh, I'm like, I'm pretty sure everybody has diabetes. They have found a way around it. (laughs) A lot of fish liver. Yeah, the fish have livers. Uh, They do. Why not? All right. So today's throwdown. I'm sorry. Did you just ask me if fish have livers? Of course they have livers. Do they? Yeah. They don't drink alcohol. That. What does that have to do with alcohol? So today's throwdown (laughs) is going to be a fun one. All right. It's it's a it's it's going to be based off of bionic arms. Oh. So we are doing. The Winter Soldier, uh-huh. Bucky Barnes, uh-huh. and Jax from Mortal Kombat. Well, Jax has two metal arms, so there's an advantage already. All right, so we got two metal arms. I was going to stick with the racist theme, but I'm going to stop. I was. I'm going to stop. Thank you. Stop. Thank you. Mm. Jax versus Bucky. But Bucky has better training. I feel like. Now, don't forget, Jax was a special military or special police force. Oh, I thought he was a professional wrestler. I don't think so. I think no, he, he and Sonya were not. he and Sonya were both in the task force together. Yeah, a, right. a task so force. He, he, he's a part of a tag team. They, <laughs> but they were, to be fair, they were WWE tag team champions. Right. <laughs> they were WWF tag team champions. They were before they changed over to. I was going to make everybody mad and make Jackson Blanca and just mix up game genres to make people mad. <laughs> That's not the same game. Yeah, Jackson E Honda. Yeah, yeah, for sure, dude. <laughs> That'd be an unstoppable team. <laughs> <laughs> You guys couldn't see it, but Dave did the whole fist thing that E Honda does. E Honda, that was so annoying. The with hundred hand slap, yeah. It was no different than Chun Li doing her little kick thing. Yeah, yeah you get to creep on her though as a kid. So. Oh, 
Before the internet, man, you had to make oh, do with what you got. Oh, Tomb Raider. Anyone? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. The, 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 cone, the cone boobs Jeez, on PlayStation yeah. 1. Dude, I when, mean, when you're 12, when you have to do that, do that, you wait till everyone goes to bed and you watch Skinamax. So. <laughs> Through the wavy lights. You know what I'm talking about, Doug. Oh, I've done that plenty of times. I think I told the story about how I got... Uh, Chris is going to have a heart attack if she listens to this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I made a baby, so you know, it works. Doug's head sex. Yeah. Uh, Bucky Barnes versus Jax. <laughs> Dave, have you had sex? Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes I have. Uh, I would say I got to go with Bucky just because he, in the comics, he's got a similar program to the Captain America. Not exactly the same, but he's been brainwashed and trained, and he has like an ungodly amount of confirmed kills. Mm-hmm. Um, has he? Has he been uh, bio like enhanced not, by not like Captain America level, but they've done the Hydra version of it like the best they can. Is he considered a, a wolf spider in the comics? Is that kind of like his? Because there's black widows and wolf spiders. <laughs> I did not know that. Oh, okay. I thought you were making some weird joke. I'm like, I was like, I don't it, get that. It, like, here, here goes the bit at all. Because I, I I remember someone talking about like because the black Black Widow is a title. That 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 once oh, you pass, I just thought it was a code name. Once you pass through the red room and survive, technically on the different ways that the comic mm. book thinks they do, some of them they give you something that lets you live for a while, a while longer. So, and so I think in some universes, Black Widow's as old as Captain America. Yeah, in some of them, yeah. And no then shit. and then the wolf spiders are the well, equivalent of a of a of a female version. Okay. He's pretty male. badass in the comic. It just depends. Do you think and for real, do you think Jax could take Captain America? No. I don't think so. Now, Bucky can't take Captain America, but he can put up a good fight against him. So that's mm-hmm. kind of the criteria I'm going off of. Yeah, okay. that's a good is criteria. That Bucky can actually fight Captain America. Yeah. So I'd probably go with Bucky. I'm not talking shit on Jax, sure. but I think I just know a lot more. Wait, has it been proven that Bucky can't take Cap? I mean, besides in the movie like that he failed. But they have like, good fights in the comics. Like It's pretty even. And also, yeah. Bucky is Captain America for a long time. True. You know? yeah, yeah, he is, yeah. So I don't, and I don't know as much about Jax because Mortal Kombat games don't have like <laughs> detailed bios. You're just like, I'm the angry black guy. I'm Jax, you know, and that's what they do in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> they I'm do the, too I'm, heavy. I'm detail. the hot girl. I'm the stereotypical Bruce Lee guy. So yeah. I don't, I don't know what his abilities they are. They do too have deep bios. You just don't go into that mythology. I don't know them, but I know they have them. Yeah, but, hey man, the Mortal Kombat universe fought the somewhere. DC somebody's universe. listening. He's like, got the Mortal Kombat fan club, and he's like, Jax totally has a 15 page bio, you know. <laughs> I bet he doesn't though. Yeah. But <laughs> even Jackson because of this. <laughs> even if he did have, have like a special, I almost said special ed. I'm sorry, special forces background. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Well, he also it has really those... hard to get special ed certification. To be fair, <laughs> I would be impressed if Jackson was a special ed teacher. He also he also has though the the super moves, if you will, like where he can like he can pound the ground, send a shockwave. He does the clap well, where almost Bucky like the has Hulk style guns. Clap. Then, well, are we doing hand to hand combat or are we doing guns? Because <laughs> Bucky just shoot him. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that's just a... I'm assuming... So Jax, would, Jax would be dead before he even knew. Like, Bucky would shoot him from a mile away. If it's hand-to-hand, I mean, I guess Jax would kill him if he hit him type deal. It just depends on how how powerful you think Bucky is in comparison to Captain America. Well, well it's, I, it's power and it's also agility. Can he, you know, can Bucky out-agile out Jax? <laughs> I've been out-agiled. I, I forfeit. <laughs> no, I can't. He's a very proper man, Jax. Mm, yes, I give up. I apologize. Yes, I concede. Mm, I concede to I've been you, out-agiled. Mm, a wolf spider, I wouldn't. Mm, I never. Um, but I, I feel like Bucky, his his training and his, like you said, I think his history with like murder yeah. is way more intense than Jax's special forces training. I feel like... Just Bucky and all the people that he fights on a regular basis, and the thing that thinks. Well, I guess you also have people. Jack does fight guys that turn into monsters. I was gonna say you yeah, have a guy true, that yeah. can lift up his his fucking thing. He's a skull. That's like, a good matchup, dude. You chose a good one this thank time. Thank you. 
Because I do think Jax has him on size and potentially on strength. Yes, I will give you that. Mm-hmm. And he also has two metal arms, so there is that. So he has that working in his favor. But I don't know. For some reason, I just have to go with Bucky. I feel like his... I might be biased because I just saw that TV trailer where Bucky was fighting Spider-Man. And the fact that Bucky... Don't ruin it for Wait, what? Dave. Yeah. Oh, I need to go see this. All no. Right. Yep. And the fact that Bucky was able to even fight Spider-Man. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, he beat Jax. But that could be... Jax just hasn't been as flushed out. The live-action Jax movie, if I go after that, he was just like, it was bad. Do you have more to come Annihilation? They, they did. Like, yeah, boys, let's do this. That type of stuff. Was, yeah, uh, but, but the web Christ. series. Yes. Those were fan- more those were Legacy. Good. Those were really Those were good. fantastic. I remember At least sh- season one. Season two, I watched it. It was a little rough, but you season show, one was You fantastic. showed me like the almost like the screen test for it, where yeah, yeah. Like, it was the guy who played uh, uh, the, the black gangster from uh, Dark Knight was playing Jax. He played Gamble. Yeah, he played Gamble. Oh, yeah, yeah, that guy yeah, was yeah. playing Jax. I was yeah. like, damn, that's a perf- beautiful casting for it. And they had Scorpion in, and Scorpion was the guy who was going to basically infiltrate. That's how they set it up. Yeah. And they showed you like fighting with Baraka and, and Johnny Cage, and Johnny Cage loses and everything. It was really interesting. Yeah, they kind of grounded it as much as they. I'll could. go. I'll it was go. super dark. Too. I think I'll go with Bucky. Just, I, I, I got, I'm I, probably biased. I'm probably biased too, but I feel like I got to go with Bucky on it. You know, I have been back and forth on this, and I I want to say, Jack. would you say you've been vacillating? Sure. I'll say it if you want me to. That was when that one was for Dave. Mark, you'll never listen to this, but that was for you. I've been vacillating. He, he Mark. used to use that word all the time in college, and I used to make fun of him, and he'd get really mad. He's Dave would always he, use it in the worst way possible. Like, man, last night I just kept vacillating. I just couldn't stop, you know, and he'd be like, shut up, Dave. <laughs> but no, he's a political reporter up in, like, uh, Wisconsin, so he's actually, like, important now. So he's not going to listen to us. <laughs> so he's, <laughs> he's vacillating up in Wisconsin. Yeah. So. <laughs> all over Wisconsin. He's, yeah, man, down in Cooter, they vacillate all the time. Uh. <laughs> what was the thing that uh, the word you taught me, Lewis? Oh, alacrity. Yes, I alac- That's a good I, word. I vacillated all over my alacrity. <laughs> Oh, God. Or I vacillated alacrity. I vacillated fast. <laughs> it was an alacritative vacillate. It was an alacritous vacillation. Alacritous vacillation. There you go. Oh, that is the name of my, my fucking... I'm going to create an emo band. It's going to be called... <laughs> Alacr- what is it again? What's the name of my band? Alacritous vacillation. Next up on stage. Next up on stage, we've got alacritous vacillation. The cow goes boo. <laughs> I'm going to do a heavy metal... Can you imagine the heavy, shirts, though? Like, having to get metal. all those letters on there? God, that is a mouthful and a, and a half. It's like... Heavy Metal Kids songs, Alacritus Vacillation. <laughs> Opening for Blink-182 tonight, we've got Alacritus Vacillation! That'd be awesome. Oh, my God. So I'm going to say Bucky, too. <laughs> Just because I like I like Marvel more than I do Mortal Kombat. There no, you go. That was a wonderful throwdown matchup, though. That was really good. That was yeah, one of the best ones you've done. Woo-hoo! Excellent. Well, Dave, thank you so much for for coming back. This was was so much fun. And again, next time you're back, you're always welcome. Awesome. You're welcome here at Class Act. Got anything you want to promote? You're welcome here at Class Act. (sighs) I'm the worst. (laughs) Did you call me Class Act? No, that's something I'm about to promote. Apparently, my brain went. I just want to part with uh, remember. Pay your property taxes. It helps schools. And uh, go deep. <laughs> go deep. I was hoping you were going to go there. Well, you heard it here, guys. Hashtag go deep. Hashtag go deep. Uh, you guys can... <laughs> My chair broke. That was a typical Doug move. That was a Doug move. That was. A, I'm thinking that's just a Cochran move. It is. We're <laughs> The chair may have just broken. Well, Lean well, back. I went too deep. <laughs> No topping that. Uh, guys, you can check out my improv group, Class Act. Uh, go to the website, classactimprov.com. We've got a ton of shows coming up in May. Uh, we've got the Chicago Improv Festival, 
May 5th, which is pointless because that's when this will come out. But hey, hey. maybe you can check us out. 8 o'clock tonight, because that's this is, we're in the future now. Right. 8 o'clock tonight at Under uh, Under the Gun Theater. Uh, we've also got our own hosted shows that are going to be at the Pendulum Space. May 13th, May 14th, May 21st. Uh, we got stuff coming up in June, so please check us out, classactimprov.com. We also had the wonderful Two East Eighth Productions uh, that videoed uh, one of our performances. Uh, go to our Facebook page. You can check it out. You can also check out the video section on our uh, uh, webpage. That's the word I was thinking of. That is the word. It's hosted there as well. You can like Mind Gap on Facebook. It's uh, right there for you. You can yep. just search it. You can Mind also find us, on, find us on our glorious Twitter at, at Mind Gap Podcast. We are posting all the time. On I Twitter. mean, it is a very, very lively it is Twitter feed. always going down. We are on, prolific on Twitter. Prolific is the exact word I would use. And I would use alacrity. Oh, I, he would use alacrity. Hashtag alacrity. And alacrity. Alacritously prolific. <laughs> and Justin has a website. You can find me online, justinstranlin.com. You can listen to this podcast, as well as the one I do every Monday with Milo Stavanovich. It's called The Best Bar Podcast Ever. On uh, Instagram and Twitter, at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. Whoa. Uh, whoa. And uh, on, uh, you can also check out uh, Two East Eighth, our production company. Mind Gap is produced by Two East Eighth Productions. Um, check us out, twoeasteighth.com. That's two east eight. TH, twoeastaith.com. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the social medias for that. While you're in the online realm, check us out on iTunes, subscribe, review us, let us know what uh, you know what you want us to talk about next. If uh, you know Wayne, if you don't think we said something right on this podcast, let us know on our Facebook. Uh, you Odds know, are we nailed it. I think we probably like flawlessly nailed it. I think it. flawless victory. Flawless. <laughs> on that, <laughs> yes, we love you guys. See you next week. Mind Gap Podcast.